Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're in a series on the Psalms, ancient scripture songs inspired by the Holy Spirit, some more than 3,000 years old, some more recent, but all with powerful messages for our lives today. Our topic today, Wisdom for Righteous Living, a very practical topic. And I'm excited today because one of our team members, Stephanie, is going to lead the study. It's going to be a great study, I know. We want to welcome our team members. Can you give a wave to everybody out there, part of our Hope Sabbath School family? And we've also got some remote team members. Sabina, good to have you with us today. Always glad to have you on the team. Let's see who else we have. Travis, good to see you, Travis. Glad you're with us remotely today. And Trisha Lee, good to see you. Always good to have our remote team members. We're glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School team as well. People write and say, Derek, when one of the teachers asks a question, I raise my hand. That's good. In fact, someone just today I was reading, they said, our Bibles are always open, turning to the Bible passages. We want this to be an in-depth interactive study for each one of us wherever we are. Well, Moses writes to us from Papua New Guinea. And Moses says, Greetings, Hope Sabbath School team. Greetings. Greetings. Hope Sabbath School Bible study is so inspiring. Thank you to the wonderful team. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for writing to us, Moses, from Papua New Guinea. Here's a note on our YouTube channel from Isabella. You know, our YouTube channel continues to grow, more and more people subscribing. Isabella writes and says, thank you, Hope Sabbath School family. I've been listening to you for the last nine years, and my life has changed immensely. Amen. And we say, Amen. Praise God, right? Thanks to all of you for sacrificing so much to share the good news about Jesus. I love your enthusiasm, your testimonies, your experiences, and the cultural diversity of the team. Take a look at each other. We don't all look the same. We look like the worldwide family of God, right? Amen. A real model of what heaven will be like, Isabella writes. I can't wait to meet you all face to face in the magnificent city of pure gold. Amen. I think she's talking about the New Jerusalem, right? Thank you, Isabella, for writing to us on our YouTube channel. Well, here's a donor couple from Georgia in the United States of America, little handwritten note, and they say, the wife writes, my husband and I have been watching Hope Sabbath School for many months now on Sabbath mornings. We always come away feeling richly fed by the Word of God. Amen. That's why we do this, right? We're impressed by the team and the wisdom uncovered in the discussions. Our Bibles are in constant use (laughs) as we follow along. Thank you for a program that feeds us at home. Enclosed is a donation to keep to help you continue your work of blessing others and a donation of $1,000. Amen. To bless Amen. the ministry of Hope Sabbath School. Thank you, donor couple. You know, we don't read names of donors, but we do want to say thank you. And thank you to each one of you for partnering with us, whether it's $10 or $1,000 or somewhere in between or $5. We can all say, I want to be part of the mission. And I always think of Jesus with that widow who gave all she had. 
and she wanted to be part of the mission too. Well, one last note from Kwamboka. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know Zendiri, what her name meant, Kwamboka. So I asked her, and she said, one who was born while crossing a river. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, <laughs> I guess that was an interesting delivery <laughs> for Mama. Uh, Kwam- Kwamboka writes, and she says, I love Hope Sabbath School. Should we give Kwamboka a wave, by the way? That's a beautiful name, isn't it? One born while crossing a river. I always enjoy watching every Friday evening. I enjoy the interactions that make the lesson study easy to follow and understand, plus the examples from life. God bless you all, Kwamboka. You'll always remember her name. And we're thankful, Kwamboka, that you are part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Well, before we sing our theme song, I want to remind you of a very special gift we have for you during this series just available during this series, a collection of six trilogy scripture songs, all from the Psalms. That's what we're studying in this series, including our theme song, Psalm 105. You can get that collection as a gift just by going to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. If you don't know how to do that, well, maybe ask the youngster in your family and they'll show you how to go to hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab and you'll find out how you can download that collection of beautiful scripture songs. If you're interested, Psalm 9, some of you know that one. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Psalm 27, Psalm 42. 42, 105, 134, and 139. You say, Derek, can't remember that. Okay, just go to the website, download that collection, and you can share it with others as a blessing to them. Right now, we need your help. We need you to sing our theme song with us from an ancient inspired song, Psalm 105. that's exactly what we want to do right now, Stephanie, as we begin our study. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much that you've given us your word that teaches us wisdom. I pray that it would not just be knowledge today, 
but it would be life-changing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So, I have a question for you. Our study is on wisdom for righteous living. What is wisdom? Who can tell me what wisdom is? Harold? Well, um, having good judgment, a good sense, so having discernment. Having good judgment, discernment. Samuel? I've heard it said that wisdom is the application of knowledge. The application of knowledge. So we're, we're looking at wisdom being the application of knowledge, good judgment. So where do you find good knowledge and good judgment? Mm -hmm. Brittany. In the Word of God. In the Word of God. Would you take us there? Sure. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. What does the Bible say? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So where do we find wise counsel? In the word. All scripture. All scripture, right? In the word of God, right? In his counsel. So... I'm thinking about, there's a book that's called The Book of Wisdom. Mm -hmm. Do you know which book that is? Proverbs. Proverbs, right. That's what comes to our mind when we think of, about uh, wisdom, that it's filled with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Samuel. You know, I, I was doing a search this morning, and the word wisdom appears 54 times in the book of Proverbs. Oh. 54 times. Wow. And of course, our study today is on Psalm, but it's interesting to know where that wisdom comes from, right? Mm -hmm. So let's find out who the source of, or the uh, author was of the book of Proverbs. And we'll look in Proverbs chapter one, verse one. And Trisha Lee, would you read that for us? We're looking at who the primary author was of the book of Proverbs. Reading from the New King James Version. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. All right. So the primary author was who? Solomon. <laughs> Trick question. Uh -huh. right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so what are you thinking, Derek? Well, I'm thinking all scripture is God breathed, which means the spirit of God is the primary agent in communicating Bible truth, but he uses men and women to, to write that down, to record it. Certainly Solomon was one of those. So I guess it would say that God used Solomon to share words of wisdom. But I like what was said earlier, it's wise living, because he wasn't always living. Mm -hmm. Wisely. Wisely. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much. Mm. Pedro, would you take us to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21? Yes. This actually confirms what Derek said, um, spirit-inspired. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, uh, Second Peter 1, verses 20 and 21. And it says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of men, 
but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm. All right, spirit inspired again. The Holy Spirit worked through these individuals. Go ahead, Samuel. You know, I, I was reading a book this uh, past week and the author talked about how God is the author of the scriptures and the human prophets were writers. God is the author, the humans were writers. And he used this interesting analogy. Um, you know, there are some people like sports person, you know, they write their biography, but they're not necessarily qualified or skilled in writing. And so they hire these writers to whom they recount their messages and they are the ones who write them down. Who's the author? Well, it's the story, you know, it's, it belongs to that sports person, but the writers, they are just, they just write what the message was given mm -hmm. to them. And so I thought, I think that's it's important, but it's also important to realize that Scripture is not just dictation. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a few times it says, and the Lord said, mm -hmm. fear not, for I'm with you. That's right. That's dictation, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the prophet writes that. But, but God also uses the personality mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. cultural context of the author. So yes. I think what we would say is that it's thought inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, and if there's something the Lord wants you to write word for word, mm -hmm. he'll say, write this down. Yeah. And, and they do. And that's yes. important, too. But mm -hmm. some people might have the idea that, that we're just a pen. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're actually uh, led by the yeah. Holy Spirit mm -hmm. through our... Right. I was going to say penman or penwoman, you know, pen mm -hmm. person. Uh, we, we're actually writing as the Holy Spirit inspires mm -hmm. thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, Pedro. I see this in the beauty of relationship because God's a relational God. He wants to communicate with us in a personal level. And I see uh, Solomon here asking for something beautiful. You know, he wants to live righteously on his life. And I think the Bible shows that. Yes, it does. And let, let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 3 and look at verses 6 through 12. And Gladys, would you read that for us? 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 6 through 12, and see what Solomon asked for. 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 6 to 12. And I'm reading from the New International Version. And it says, Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do that what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. 
So at this point, where do we, what do we see Solomon, his approach to God's uh, question hmm. in his answer, Brittany? He's very humble. Mm. He's coming That's as right. a, a child, even though he wasn't physically a child, mm -hmm. but he's coming with that attitude like, Lord, I need to be taught by you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to govern this great people that you've given me charge over. I need mm -hmm. you to show me what to do. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Puya. I see humility in yes. Solomon coming before God with a humble heart, asking for that wisdom and discernment. And the Lord gave it to him. Yeah. Let's move over to chapter 4 and look at verses 29 through 34. There's a piece of information in there that we'll look at later in our lesson. So, Travis, would you read that for us? 1 Kings 4, verse 29 through 34. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largest of heart like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan, than Ezraite, and Haman, Kelkol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. And his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were 1,005. Also he spoke of trees, from the cedar trees of Lebanon to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Mm. Thank you, Travis. So what can we learn here? <laughs> Everyone knew about his wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was wiser, and there was a list there. We'll come back to that later in our lesson. But the point is, is that God gave him what he asked for. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, how does that apply to me? <laughs> because sure, he gave him wisdom, but how do I have access to that? Or do I not have access, mm -hmm. will you? Uh, this is so practical because no matter what you do, what line of work you are in, you can apply this in your own life mm -hmm. and come to God and say, God, I'm like a little child. I don't <laughs> know how to lead or how to do my work properly. So give me wisdom. Mm -hmm. And God is always looking for people who are seeking him. So this is a very good uh, lesson for anybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That wisdom is available, mm -hmm. and I see hands. Uh, Travis, I saw your hand. So, Stephanie, this reminds me of one of the great reformers, you know, when you're talking about the, the um, Solomon and all his wisdom, and it talks about all the Proverbs and a thousand and five songs, and I'm thinking of Charles Wesley. The guy wrote 6,500 hymns plus I don't know how many sermons, and, and God is just as willing to give us wisdom. And we've seen that through the Reformation and through God has his people, and he's willing to pour his wisdom out on anyone who asks, I believe. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Sandili. Uh, I was reminded of Matthew chapter 6. Mm -hmm. Matthew when, chapter 6? Yes, when, uh, when Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm -hmm. uh, Solomon seeked discernment, the wisdom, the right thing to do. And later on, all these other things were added unto his life. So if we seek God first, he will definitely add all mm -hmm. the other things that he knows we need. 
Then, Dilly, would you take us to a verse in James, James chapter 1, verse 5? And while we're looking, uh, Stephanie, I was looking in the margin when it talked about an understanding heart. Mm -hmm. And and in my margin, it said literally hearing. Mm -hmm. So, so that, you know, I'm listening to God. It's not like I'm smart. My IQ is 185. It's someone who's listening to the source of all wisdom. Yes, and that comes back to what Puya and Brittany were saying about coming in humility. Right. Thank you. Sandili. Okay, and I'll be reading uh, from the ESV, James chapter 1, verse 5, and it says, If you, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Mm. All right, thank you. So there's our answer, right? (laughs) Um, Just as Solomon had wisdom and was given wisdom because he asked, we also can have that wisdom by submitting and and asking him for that. Now let's take a look at some of the Psalms. Mm -hmm. In the book of Psalms, we'll start out with Psalm 127 and read verse 1 through 5. And Sabina, if you would read that for us. Psalm 127, verses 1 through 5. And let's see what kind of wisdom for our life today we can find in this psalm. Okay, so I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And Psalms 127, verses 1 to 6, says the following. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain, who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Mm. What wisdom do you find for life in this Psalm of Solomon? Mm. Gladys. I like it in the first few verses, they say, unless the Lord builds the house. Mm. So that, that, that applies to everything, everything we do in our work. You can be very smart, have many degrees, many letters after your name. And still, if the Lord is not the center of it, if the Lord is not the one giving you the wisdom, everything will be in vain. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Harold. Uh, yeah, like the first two verses kind of uh, led me to like Matthew when Jesus spoke, like don't hoard treasures on earth but mm-hmm. hoard your treasures in heaven. Because if you think about it, if we tend to like focus on our, our you know, earthly possessions and we lose it, we'll be very stressed. We'll be like, oh, why this? I spent so much time. But if we allow the Lord to take care of it, even if we lose it, we know that God is still taking care of us. And mm-hmm. he'll probably, you know, make it uh, a testimony for somebody of how the Lord helped us go through that difficulty. You never know. So we'll be at peace regardless. That's right, because we know that he's in control, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pedro. Well, I, I can speak of the latter part of the Psalms, having children is mm. a blessing from the Lord. Actually, uh, I, have, I was talking to someone about this uh, recently, that 
having a child that helps you understand how God sees us because mm -hmm. I see the fragility of my daughter. I see her needs, her wants, her stubbornness. <laughs> and I see myself and I say, thank you, God, for being a loving father to me. Oh, Amen. Thank <laughs> you for sharing that. Sabina. Stephanie, I also find that this song has wisdom in inviting us to have a balanced life uh, by inviting us even to sleep, right? He's uh, presenting here a person that potentially is uh, toiling and is working so hard without leaning on God. Uh, and maybe even is losing some hours of sleep trying to achieve things that uh, are not that important and that God actually would be able to provide according to their needs. So I think there is also wisdom here for uh, wholesome living, you know, to make sure that we can rest and rest in God, including taking time to sleep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that really resonated with me. It did. You know, I'm feeling sad though, because he knew he shouldn't take an unbelieving wife, a pagan wife. True. But he ended up with 700 mm -hmm. and 300 concubines. Mm -hmm. So there's this dislocation. Thank God later mm -hmm. he says, I figured it out. You know, reverence God and keep his commandments. Right. This mm -hmm. is the whole duty mm -hmm. yes. at the end of Ecclesiastes. But, but really, uh, <laughs> you know, he didn't live the wisdom that was mm -hmm. given to him. That's right. Mm -hmm. at, at least for portions of his life, yeah. because uh, the, the result was damage to his kingdom by mm -hmm. not following the truth that he knew. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that that damage went from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. he, when he returned to God, he could not change everyone's direction. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we have to keep in mind, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our choices impact others' choices mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well. All right, let's turn to Psalm 90. And this is the Psalm of Moses. And Puya, would you read that for us? Sure. Psalm 90, and that would be verses 1 through 17. All right. Psalm 91 to 17, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Mm. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of man, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years. Mm. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. 
Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Hmm. Thank you for reading that long passage. <laughs> verse 12, I'd like us to think about verse 12. What does it mean to number our days? Mm. Gladys. I think that that is like pay attention to details. You know, sometimes we're so busy with things. We, we go, 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 go. And we don't take advantage of what is given today. We're thinking about tomorrow. We think about the past, regrets, pain. And we don't take advantage of what God has given us. That is right now, today. Mm. Thank you. Sabina. Stephanie, I think that's one of the verses uh, in Psalms that I use more often. And that's because oftentimes when people have their birthday, I take the time if I'm writing a card to add this verse. <laughs> and it's because I believe it's an invitation for we to uh, use well our time, the time that was given to us by God. There is wisdom in that, to be reminded that this life that we have is just a short span in eternity. So that can help us readjust our values. You know, like what is it that you are using your time with? Uh, you know, it's just 80, 70 years. Is, is this the things that you are building up here uh, worth for eternity? Or you are building up or accumulating things just for your, um, you know, passing through those 70, 80 years. And if we don't take the time to count our days, we can just sleep off in, in, in the living uh, of things that are not heavenly, right? So there is wisdom there. Thank you, Sabina. Trisha Lee. The reality is that we really don't know how much time that we have here. We would like it to be 70, 80, 90, or even more. But unfortunately, because of sin and sickness, um, we don't know how much time we have. And so numbering our days, like Sabina said, means that each day is important. We know we won't live forever, but tomorrow isn't promised either. And so what can I do today to uh, honor the Lord and be a blessing to those around me how can I live each day as though it's very special and important because I really don't know how many um, days I truly have. And so when I read this verse, it reminds me um, to know that time is precious. It's a gift not to be squandered um, and that I need to use the time that I have to the, to the most um, that I can to bless others and to make sure that I am investing in my time and my relationship with God. I Amen. thank you Amen. very much. Oh. Intentional living. Yes. Intentional living. Samuel. And then this passage to me talks about how we need to prioritize eternity mm. over this earthly life that we have. Because, you know, this earth and the life that we have here, you know, that's just temporary. God has an eternity. And this passage calls us to mm. prioritize that eternity and make wise decisions. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this is a really important topic, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Were there any other comments that I missed? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, what experience in your life, in your personal life, mm. has brought to your reality that life is short? <laughs> mm -hmm. And how has that impacted mm. the trajectory of your life mm -hmm. as a result? 
Gladys. Yeah, I was teaching uh, before, and I remember this particular day, um, I was rushing around and I was giving quizzes to, to, my, to my students. And this particular child just kept clinging to me and clinging to me and just, I want to hug you, Miss G. I want to hug you. And I was like, okay, but I need to move. I need to move. But she was always clinging to me. And at the end of the day, she was like, I'll see you tomorrow, Miss G. I said, I'll see you tomorrow, baby. And that night I got a phone call. She didn't reach home. Oh. Her sister got caught in a car accident and they both died. Mm. And in my heart, even ever since, that was just stuck in my head. She was so excited that day, and I'm gonna see you tomorrow. And tomorrow never came for her. So that impacted my life in the way that I had to make sure that every day, mm. I was not only right with God, mm. but I made it right with each of my children because I didn't know if that was going to be my last mm. impact in their lives. Mm. She'll be wow, looking for Gladys. you when Jesus comes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I never knew you were Miss G, yeah. but Gladys, you know, that's the impact, isn't it? She yes. loved you, and uh, by God's grace, you'll be looking for her when Jesus returns. Yes, mm. yes. Thank you for sharing. Puya. As a pastor, I have done a number of uh, funeral services, hmm. and whenever I, you know, speak at a funeral service and lead lead the families through the whole experience, it always reminds me of the shortness of life. Yeah. Sometimes it's an older person. Sometimes, unfortunately, you know, a younger person with so much potential that the family and all of us at the church would consider. Ha that young man having a bright future hmm. unexpectedly had to you know say goodbye for this time and so for me personally hmm. going to funeral services attending funeral services and even visiting you know uh, people in the graves uh, in the in the cemetery reminds me of how short life on this earth is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Samuel no, when I was a teenager, without going into all the details, when I was a teenager, I had a couple of accidents that could have ended my life, mm. very serious ones. But if not for God, I wouldn't be here. And so those, as I reflect back on those in instances where God saved me, it reminds me that God has a plan and a purpose you know, for me on this earth. And, and so that is what it shows to me. As I look mm, back. Thank you. Sanjali. I wanted to say for me personally, it has helped me to avoid procrastinating mm. because sometimes uh, I feel like I have all the time that I need, mm. but tomorrow is not guaranteed as the other speakers say. So it really uh, helps to make decisions when there is need to. Mm. Yes. Amen. Amen. That is true. Did, did you want to... Share well, no, I resonated certainly but... with Samuel, but I see some of our remotes yeah. waving. <laughs> okay. so, uh, but, but yeah, we've, we've had times when we go, I, I should not have survived. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God was merciful mm -hmm. to us. Amen. Sabina. Uh, I've shared this experience before, but maybe there is someone who have not heard it yet. And that's, I think, one of the most life-changing experiences that I've gone in my life, which was uh, losing my, my dad when I was a teenager. And I think that to add to what was said already regarding, you know, losing people or regarding watching death uh, before your eyes. In my case, I think that what was the most life changing is because my dad was still a young person. He had energy, he had strength and watching the frailty that we have physically speaking also 
um, added to that experience, not only the, the suddenness, the brevity, but also the, the physical frailty that one day you may be feeling very well and another day, not so much. And that whole experience led me to seek God. You know, I was not, uh, I was a Catholic at that time, but I didn't really had an experience with Jesus until then. So that whole experience led me to question the purpose of life and also to decide if there was a God out there that I wanted to live according to his wisdom, to his principles, to his purpose, because it seemed to me that life otherwise had no, no meaning to, to live by. So for me, that was life changing. It was the moment that I turned my heart to God and eventually Jesus came through. So that really was um, tremendous to me. Thank you, Sabina. Mm. Travis? So this psalm reminds me, uh, and many of you have heard my testimony about being in the deer stand and having a revelation of God's love when I was reading The Desire of Ages. But as I'm reading this psalm, there's this conversation about God's wrath, which we know is not poured out on people, but sin. And I think it's an invitation, as a, kind of an exciting invitation for us to, to set sin aside, not worry about uh, so we don't have to worry about God's wrath on sin and enjoy the mercies of the Lord. That's how it ends, that, that we would enjoy um, an invitation to enjoy the mercies of God. And that's what happens when we find Jesus is we're not living a life of fear anymore. And so here we have this limited number of days. I think God wants us to enjoy all our days on earth mm. in the context of his love and mercy towards us. Instead of living all those days of our life in fear, of the wrath uh, that God will be poured out on, on sin eventually. Thank you, Travis. And if you'll just stay with us for a few more um, minutes and, and read for us Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10, we'd like to see some additional wisdom from this psalm. Actually, a psalm, psalm of David. Psalm 141? Yes. 1 through 10, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Lord, I cry out to you, make haste to me, give ear to my voice when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men who work iniquity and do not let me eat of their delicacies. Let the righteous strike me. It shall be a kindness, and let him rebuke me, and it shall be an excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it, for still my prayer is against the deeds of the wicked. Their judges are overthrown by the sides of the cliff, and they hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the mouth of the grave, as one as when one plows and breaks up the earth but my eyes are upon you O God, the lord in you i take refuge do not leave my soul destitute keep me from the snares they have laid for me and from the traps of the workers of iniquity let the wicked fall into their own nets while i escape safely thank you travis and i i want to ask trisha lee Trisha Lee, in verse 4, what warning do we see of this progression to evil? 
What warning do we see there? Um, <laughs> I was really latching on to that verse and contemplating it, so I know it's the Holy Spirit why you called on me. But I was reading this and I was thinking it was written by David, and here's a man who was being pursued relentlessly by his enemies. Um, and they intended evil for him. They wanted to take his life. And how easy it would be to replicate or reflect that same evil. You know, when people are chasing you to do harm to you, you might want to seek to do harm to them as well. And we see in his own life that he always took the higher road, so to speak. He always sought to do what he believed God would want, not to harm those who sought to harm him. And when I think about the progression, it's that you can be surrounded by evil and eventually you start to reflect the same evil you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. But in the case of David being pursued by King Saul and his men, he didn't do that. In one instance, he had the opportunity to take his enemy's life and he wouldn't touch God's anointed. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of this passage, it says that the righteous escape, but the wicked fall into their own trap. And he's mm -hmm. saying, I won't be the one to return evil to you, but I'll allow you to reap what you've already sown. And I think that's amazing wisdom and the protection of God to be surrounded by evil, but not to fall into the cycle of repeating that evil. And I think in some ways that's a progression that we see it, we reflect it. But in this case, it's not, he's saying it's not happening. Hmm. Thank you, Trisha Lee. Gladys. Yeah, I like that the, the part that, that he just surrenders everything about himself. He's saying, you know, set a guard over my mouth mm. and then do not let my heart be drawn to evil. And then it, just like humbleness, you know, let it, let them strike me. I'm gonna, not going to respond. So he's totally surrendering to the will of God. Gladys, mm. what, imp what impresses you when you, when you see that, that let, let them smite me, it will be kindness. What does that mean to you? Well, I think that uh, when somebody hurts you and it is out of envy or spite and you are covered with God and, and, and you are leaving God's life, I think that it is a testimony to others. So I think that kindness has to do with, with, with what God has done in your life. Mm. But actually, so, Stephanie, that's not what the text is saying here. It says... Let the righteous strike me. Mm -hmm. it, it's like I'm running out into the road. I'm about to be hit by a truck. Right. Mm -hmm. And who is beside me? And if necessary, he'll knock he'll me out. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's an act of kindness mm -hmm. when a righteous person yeah, stops me. Stops, right, yeah. Loves me enough to stop me. No, I, yeah. I do believe what Gladys is saying, that we should love our enemies and so on. But but here in the text, yeah. actually, it says, let the let righteous just strike just me and it shall be kindness. Let him rebuke me. It shall be an excellent oil. oil. Yes. So I think part of humility, which is mm -hmm. a word we're hearing over and over again, it may not be easy mm. for, for Brittany to come to me and say, Derek, I think, you know, I think that was a mistake. Yeah. I think the direction you're heading is dangerous. Mm -hmm. But... But if the love of God is in her heart, you will accept it. And I know that That's we're right. family of God together. Yeah. It's actually an act of kindness. Yes. Mm. So I just want to point out this this is not an evil person striking it's you in this passage. Person. Someone who yeah. cares. It's somebody who best. and someone who's righteous. Right. Mm -hmm. So someone who's connected to God, God, God's leading in that. Yes. Thank you. 
Yeah. Harold. And actually Solomon echoes this, I think it's in Proverbs 9, I can remember the verse where he says, you know, rebuke a righteous man and he will love you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course, and it's kind of, obviously Solomon came from David, but it's just very interesting how he's remembering probably what his father taught him mm. when he was like raising him. Yes, Samuel. Now we're talking about wisdom for righteous living and one wisdom that I find here is that, you know, David, he realizes how easy it is for him to fall into the trap and how, you know, he's unable of himself to save himself from the trap. And mm-hmm. so he's asking for God to help him to escape from devil's trap. And so I think that's mm-hmm. something that we ought to do daily. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, we could have a study just on that yeah. Psalm, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's go to Psalm 119. And I know for many, this has been, it has provided wise counsel. So I'd like to open up the floor for your testimonies. What verse in Psalm 119 has been especially important to you and why? Hmm. What was the situation? What was the scenario about that? Well, yeah, I see a big (laughs) smile back there. There, there are just so many verses from this hmm. Psalm 119 that speaks to my heart. One of them is uh, verse 9. If I could read uh, Psalm 119, verse 9. Sure. Uh, Psalm 119 and verse 9. Verse 9. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Hmm. This speaks to me because... Uh, as a young man, you know, as a teenager, I read this text and I took it to my heart to say, okay, how can I live my life mm. in a way that is righteous before God? The answer is right here. Yeah. According to the word. Amen. Amen. And time in the word. Get to know God through his revelation in the word. And so this is really good for me. Oh. So it's going back to filling our minds with the word of God, right? Amen. Amen. Gladys. I love the whole song, but um, I want to share with you 119 verses 73 and 74. Psalm 119 verses 73 and 74, New International Version says, Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me. For I have put my hope in your word. Mm. So it's like, it, it just grounds me to know that no matter what I go through, God already knows everything about me because he made me. Mm. But I want my life to be a testimony to others. So when they see me, they will rejoice because the word of God is holding me. Mm. So I just, I just love those two verses. Mm-hmm. Your hope is in his word. That's yes. right. Yeah. Pedro. Well, I have a... Uh, good experience with the psalm. I, I fell in love with my wife when she was proclaiming the psalm in the church, and she, she memorized the whole psalm and, and gave it in the church as a presentation. Wow. It was amazing. But one of the psalms that I, I like is 133. Uh, psalms 118, 133, it says, Direct my steps by your word, mm. and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Mm-hmm. And as we look into this step, that this, this beautiful psalm here is that we should live by God's guidance, right? We'll be looking for living righteous in Christ, and we should have the Word of God uh, direct our steps. Again, it's pointing back to the Word of God, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the path to righteous mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. Zandili. 
Uh, um, I love the psalm just like everybody, but uh, verse 33 says... Uh, Which verse? Uh, one, chapter 119, verse 33. All right. Psalm 119... Verse 33, and which version will you be reading from? Uh, NKJV. New All King right, James. New King James Version. Go ahead. It says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Mm. Uh, the whole psalm is more like David is asking God to teach him, to make him. And uh, it is beautiful because we do not need any other teacher apart from God himself, mm -hmm. to teach us his way so that we'll keep it till the end. Going Amen. back to his word. Yes. Amen. All right, Sabina. Stephanie, I think that one of my favorites is verse 105, and I'm also reading from the New King James Version. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and I light to my path. Um, and I think I just identify that every day in my life, you know, we wake up, we have plans, but really every single step that we give, it's a step into the unknown, right? So uh, we thankfully have the Holy Spirit and God's word to cling to that helps and gives us light in our every step. And for me, this resonates a lot. This verse is one of my favorites in the Psalm. Amen. 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 All right. Anyone else before I move on to the next passage? Yes, Samuel. Uh, verse 11. All and right. I'll be reading Psalm from 119. 119 and verse 11. And verse 11. Mm -hmm. Go and ahead. I'll read from the uh, New American Standard uh, Bible. It says, Your word have I treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the importance of having our minds filled with the word of God, not with the worldly entertainments, yeah. but with the word of God, because that is like a shield. Yeah. And how are the ways we can memorize the Word of God? And one is through, you know, scripture songs. Mm -hmm. You know, as you go through life, you have temptations. You just repeat those psalms or sing those songs, and that definitely helps. Hmm. Do you see a trend in some of the verses that you've shared? Many of the verses that you shared today? Yeah. What is the trend? No. It's the, the word, word of God, God. right? Mm -hmm. By beholding, we become changed. Mm -hmm. He changes us. He cleans us from the inside out. That's beautiful. That's one of the blessings, right? Mm -hmm. But let's take a look at some of the additional blessings. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And Travis, would you read that for us? Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its seasons, whose leaf is also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hmm. What are some blessings of righteous living in that passage? Hmm. Gladys? I like the, 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 the progression. It's saying, blessed is the one who does not walk, who does not stand, and who does not sit <laughs> with the evildoers. It's like it's telling you, watch out when you're walking with people you shouldn't be walking watch out if you start hanging out with the wrong crowd it's like a warning for you for your living your daily living mm -hmm. and the blessing is what do you see the blessing 
Brittany? I love what it says at the end of verse three, whatever he does shall prosper. Mm -hmm. So whether we speak, whether we act, mm -hmm. whatever, what our work may be, that God is going to make it prosper because we're drinking from his river of living water, mm -hmm. the tree planted in his word, mm -hmm. um, we're receiving from him and he's going to make it prosper. Mm -hmm. Harold. Oh yeah, there's like so much like uh, imagery here, like mm -hmm. uh, planted by the streams of water. And I think of the blessing of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit has been associated like with water mm -hmm. and also b yielding fruits in its season. And I think of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And for every season of life, we do need that special fruit of the Holy Spirit, like goodness, kindness, gentleness, self-control. We, we can have different seasons in our life where we'll definitely need to depend on the Holy Spirit to help us mm -hmm. to go through those seasons of life. Yes, Sabina. And also in parallel to what Harold was sharing, especially here on verse three, uh, that says that this is a tree planted by rivers of water, that he is equating that to being close and receiving from the Holy Spirit. Really also in the illustration, we can see that this is a tree to which nothing really lacks. Mm -hmm. Because this tree is planted by the source of its provision. Right, so there, this is a tree that is not ever going to be thirsty. So I see that also in the journey of life, there is this wisdom that even if we're still waiting for the fruit to come, right, still we can count that in the in the going, in the growth, the provision will keep coming, that we can just lean on God, that eventually, you know, the fruit will come and the, the signs of His prosperity are going to, to show in the provision, in the process, and in the bearing the fruit as well. Pedro. I know we've been talking about the tree here as an illustration of, of, of the Psalms. We found many trees in the Psalms, and mm -hmm. I see one important thing is purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a comparison here in the Psalms about the chaff and the tree. Mm -hmm. You know, chaff can go wherever you want, right, by the wind, and, and it's free as it looks like, but it's just chaff, there's nothing in it. But the tree nourishes, and the tree, tree have purpose, even though we're not, we're, we're not moving as far that we might want it to as a, a free person who want it to be. God says, no, I want you to build purpose so you can grow taller and have uh, a better overlook of life and a blessing to those around you. And look at the tree, it, it provides shades, it provides fruits, it provides healing. And God wants us to be the trees uh, on this world by bringing uh, wisdom and helpful living. So as we come to a close, thank you, Pedro. As we come to a close, I'd like you to think, where have you seen, how have you seen the Lord bless your life by your choice to follow wise counsel based on his word? Hmm. Trisha Lee? Someone said that wisdom is gained by experience, but there are some experiences that God doesn't want us to experience at all. And mm -hmm. so, when I think about my life and the choices I've made, I think about some friends, some loved ones who have had some very unfortunate experiences by not following God's word. And I'm grateful that God has kept me, not because I'm super smart, not because I'm good or holy, but because of following his word and believing and trusting that. And mm. I, I see his blessing in my life because he has led me to avoid some of those pains, some of those hurts mm. that he doesn't want any of us to experience. So I thank God for his keeping power, his protecting power, and that there's some wisdom that we don't have to get from the bad experiences of life. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Trisha Lee. I really appreciate that. We don't have to experience it. 
in order to stay away from it and realize that it's bad. Mm. I love how the, the Word of God just transformed your character as you apply it, as you learn. Mm. Uh, I used to be very hot-tempered, and I love how just by studying His Word, and I just kept praying, Lord, change me, make me more patient, make me more calm, and He is doing it every day when, while just memorizing His Word and putting into practice. Thank you very much. We could continue our study, but what is the, what is the main theme that we've learned today? Mm. The Wisdom, Wisdom. Wisdom from the Word of God. All right, thank you for studying with us. Thanks so much, Stephanie, and thank you for being with us for Hope Sabbath School today. And His Word is indeed like that long scripture song, 176 verses. His Word is a lamp to our feet and the light to our path. Let that be a blessing, His Word, to guide you in righteous living. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are thankful for Your Word today. We've been admonished, even in our study, to hide Your Word in our hearts. We've been encouraged that the Word is not of any private interpretation, but the Holy Spirit breathed upon those who wrote the Word. It's inspired Scripture. Help us not only to hear the Word, but to live the Word. And as we've learned, not only to bless our lives, but to bless those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Derek, I just figured out why we study the Bible. <laughs> That's right. Most important to tell us of a God who loves us with an immeasurable, unfailing love, a Savior named Jesus who wants to transform our lives by His Spirit. What a journey. Go out and share that good news with those around you.